Welcome to the Go Big with Gib podcast, a place for professionals, business owners, and entrepreneurs to talk about their big wins. So over the past few months, several people have mentioned to me and to my wife and, and some of my friends, they've said, it seems like we're all living in a 24-hour workday, and it's almost like Gibb is living in a 48-hour workday. And because of your interest in, in this, I wanted to spend a little time today and talk about some productivity hacks and some effective time management tips um, that help me to maximize my day and get the most out of my day. I'm currently running a seven-figure law firm, and uh, we have five attorneys in three different office locations in eastern North Carolina. And in addition to that, I've got my real estate investment firm. I've got my personal real estate portfolio that my wife is managing, and I assist her with that. And then I've got all the other things that I do. For example, Right now, I'm spending a lot of time working on my social media, and so I've got a certain number of hours each week allocated to that, and then I have started this podcast. So I've got a lot of different things going on. On top of that, I'm a husband of 10 years, and I have three children all under the age of 10. So how do I manage all of that? I thought I'd come up with 10 time management uh, tips and productivity hacks that might be helpful to you. One thing that I always try to do is I try to get to bed early. And I do this during the week and and during the weekend. What I found is that even if I stay up late on the weekend, it's just going to disrupt my sleep schedule going on into the next week. So I want to be in bed every night by 9 o'clock. And that's kind of my rule. Uh, I want to be asleep and in bed by 9 o'clock. Now, if I can get to bed at 8 or 8.30, even better. In fact, I'd prefer to be asleep by 8, but I want to be asleep by 9 o'clock at the very latest. Another thing that I do every day is I wake up early, even on the weekends. During the week, I like to wake up between 4.30 and 5 a.m. On the weekends, I might sleep in a little bit. I might sleep in until 6 or 7, but... I'm rarely going to be asleep after 7 o'clock in the morning. One of the things I love about getting up early is that it gives me some quiet time to do things that I know need to be done in my life, and I can do those things without interruptions, without um, distractions. You know, I can really um, have that quiet time to get my day started off on the right foot. And once I get started on the right foot, things just seem to fall into place a lot easier. Another thing I do is goal setting, and I like to set goals for the entire week. I generally do that on Sunday. So to give you uh, an example of some of my goals, for this particular week, I've already set goals um, for what I want to do. I've got a target number of billable hours that I want to hit at the law firm And that's a realistic number. I want to bill 15 hours of billable time at the law firm this week. So if I work a five-day work day, um, that a five-day work week, that is about three hours per day. And 
generally, if I was just a producer at the firm, I could probably bill, you know, five, six, seven, maybe even more hours per day. But because I'm the owner of the firm and I've got a bunch of managerial responsibilities and administrative responsibilities, I set a target of 15 billable hours for this week. Another thing I want to do is I want to record one podcast episode every week. In some weeks, I might shoot to to record two to three, but right now, my goal is to shoot a minimum of one podcast per week. I want to create 30 short-form videos for social media this week, and I don't do that every single week, um, but this particular week, I'm going to try to produce 30 short-form videos. All of those videos are going to be 60 seconds or less, and I generally come up with the topics myself. Sometimes I get help from my creative director on the topics, but I I want to record 30 short-form videos this week. Another thing I want to do this week is I want to, I want to schedule five introductory calls with investors. And what this means is I'm going to get five appointments on my calendar this week for some future date where I can spend 30 minutes talking to a new potential investor and find out what are their um, investment goals and objectives and what can I do to help them. Another thing I want to do is I want to do cardio four times each week. So I'm not planning to do cardio every day. Maybe I'll be able to get some cardio in every single day, but I'm planning to just do four cardio sessions each week. And my goal is to go a total distance of 12 miles. I want to lift weights one to two times this week. I want to go on a date night with my wife. I'm currently coaching my daughter's soccer team, and so I've got time allocated for that. We've got a scrimmage coming up on Thursday, and then we've got our very first game this coming Saturday. So I've, I've gone ahead and set time aside for that commitment. And... One thing I try to do every week is I want to have one fun activity with my family. And so I want that to be a planned activity. I'm generally going to set aside a a couple of hours, maybe on Saturday or Sunday to do that. Um, Another thing I want to do is I want to set aside at least a couple of hours for um, spiritual things, whether it be prayer and meditation um, conferring with a trusted advisor, just trying to recenter myself and really put myself in the best uh, frame of mind to succeed. If I hit all of these targets, then it's been a successful week. So for me, it's really important to define what constitutes a successful week, and this is how I do it. I write out these goals at the beginning of the week. I then use a a technique called time blocking that I'll talk about a little bit more in just a minute to go ahead and and allocate all my time for the entire week. And if I am able to meet those goals, then the week has been a success. There's also a lot of planning that goes into my work day. When I come into the office on Monday, it's really critically important that I hit the ground running. And I want to do that again Every other day of the week, you know, Tuesday through Friday. But when I come into the office each morning, I know exactly what I'm going to do first. And that generally 
is a task that requires my undivided attention. It's something that I want to get done when I have very few distractions or interruptions, or it's something that's really going to move the needle in my business. So I do that thing first. Oftentimes, that thing is one of the hardest things that I'm going to do in that week, and I come in first thing Monday morning and tackle that. That way, I built confidence that that big, scary thing is behind me, and I've already said, hey, you've already overcome one of your fears for today. It's all downhill from here, and you just kind of build up confidence throughout the day. Things get easier and easier once you knock out that difficult thing. Most of the time, that very first assignment, I normally allocate one to two hours for that assignment, and I'm going to dig really deep. If it's a production assignment, it might require me to look through um, a bunch of pleadings and correspondence in the file and really wrap my mind around, you know, what kind of case am I working on? What is our case strategy? You know, thinking about what is the, the, the client's end goal or objective. And so I allocate that first one to two hours of my day to that particular client. I think about their case. I, I'm not responding to emails during this time. Um, if you've got, uh, uh, you've got Outlook or some other system that dings every time you get an email, I recommend you turn that off. I am doing everything I can to limit interruptions and be rid of distractions. And sometimes I put a sign up on my door. It says that I'm in production mode. Please do not interrupt me. Or I'll send an email out to the staff that says, hey, I'm going to be in production mode from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. today. If you have any questions or concerns, please get with me after that time period. Another thing I like to do is I really like to batch like task. So if I have a bunch of absolute divorces to do, I like to do all of those at the same time. If I've got a bunch of pleadings to draft, I do them all at the same time. If I've got a lot of correspondence to write, I do them at the same time. Same thing goes for client meetings, whether they be conducted over the telephone or um, video conference or in person. I want to put all those meetings together. So for example, I might do all of my meetings from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Then when that's done, I'm going to go grab lunch. And then I set aside time at the end of the day for my staff to come to me with questions, concerns, strategy, um, discussions that we need to have, whether it be from an administrative side or from a technical side. I always have kind of an open door time towards the end of the day where I've already knocked out my key production task. So I talked about time blocking, and time blocking, as a lot of you probably already know, is a technique where you designate a certain amount of time to complete a task, and I like to time block one week in advance. It takes a lot of discipline to sit down on a Sunday. At the same time that I do my goal setting, I then go right into my time blocking, and it takes a ton of discipline to actually take time out to time block, but it takes even more discipline for me to actually follow the time blocked schedule that I have created. And so it's critically important to me that I laser focus on those things. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that there are going to be some emergencies that I have to stop everything and deal with as the owner of the firm. It could be 
that we've got a communication issue with a client, we've got a disgruntled client, or we've got a client that's just being unreasonable. Um, you know, a lot of our clients are going through very difficult situations, whether it be um, a family law related matter or a personal injury related matter. Um, you know, they're going through a difficult time, and we want to show sympathy, but we also don't want to let them get in their own head where they're worrying about something and we're not communicating with them quickly enough and their concern just grows and grows and grows. So one thing that I will do is if we've got a client in that situation, I may have to pause my time blocking schedule and take a short amount of time to go address that concern and and deal with it head on, stomp that fire out, and then it's right back to my time blocking. If there is an event that I have to reschedule, then I might go ahead and push it on to the next day or the day after that. But again, because I've time blocked for the entire week, I've got open places in my schedule where I can reschedule things if I am interrupted and the interruption is unavoidable. Um, One thing that I've found is that even though a lot of things seem like they are an emergency Oftentimes, you you feel a sense of urgency to respond to certain things during the day. I found that nine times out of ten, if I just stick to my plan and continue to work on the specific assignment that I have um, designated to work on during that time, that things normally work themselves out. A lot of problems that I think need to be fixed don't actually require my attention if if I put off dealing with it until the end of the day, for example, a lot of times the situation has already resolved itself. So exercise is also a critical part of my daily schedule. Um, Some days are harder than others to get out and work out, but I always feel so much better and so much more relaxed and able to deal with the stressors of the day. For, For whatever reason, putting my body through a good cardio workout or weight training Doing those things that are physically stressful help me to deal with mental stress. And what I've found is that most of the time when people say that they're stressed out, they're talking about mental stress, not physical stress. Unless you're out you know, digging ditches eight to 10 hours a day, you're probably dealing with mental stress. And for me, that physical exercise really helps to deal with that mental stress makes me feel calm and relaxed, and just makes my entire day run smoother. Now, I may not be able to work out seven days a week, but I'm going to try to get a workout in every day, even if it's just a 15- or 20-minute workout. And eating clean is another one of my big things. Um, You know, they say you are what you eat. I really believe that. I have a very regimented diet. And I really don't stray from that a lot. I I do have a cheat meal occasionally. Um, I used to do a cheat meal at least once a week. I don't do it quite that often as as much anymore because I feel like after that cheat meal, I just feel so lousy that I don't want to go that far off the deep end. And so, um, you know, maybe one day a week I may eat some of my favorite foods like pizza or Um, a hamburger and french fries or something like that that I I wouldn't typically eat. But for the most part, I eat a low-fat, high-protein diet. 
I eat basically protein and vegetables. Um, in the morning, I generally eat four to five eggs every single morning. I eat a lot of chicken throughout the day. So low-fat proteins. I love chicken. Um, fish is fantastic. I love all different kinds of seafood. I will eat red meat about one time a week. And um, I, like I had a steak last night, for example, with a bunch of vegetables on the side, and it was absolutely delicious. But I don't eat that many um, carbs. When I do, I eat car- complex carbohydrates. Um, like, for example, occasionally I'll eat a baked potato or some rice. I really try to stay away for the most part from pasta and bread. Bread and pasta are two um, carbs that I find will make me feel kind of bloated and feel like um, you know I'm more prone to, to gain weight when I eat those two carbs. So I avoid bread and pasta um, pretty much all the time. I mean, I may have it you know once in a blue moon, but um, I eat about five meals a day. And I generally time those meals so that I eat, I, I eat at least, I give at least two and a half hours between each meal. Sometimes I give as much as three hours between meals, but I generally have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I will have two snacks every day. The snacks generally consist of like a protein bar or a protein shake. So for example, I might eat breakfast at um, let's say 5.30 in the morning, two and a half hours later, I'll eat a protein bar. Two and a half to three hours later, I'll eat lunch, which generally is, is some sort of boneless, skinless chicken, uh, maybe with a little bit of rice or a baked potato. Two and a half hours later, I will have a protein shake. And then two and a half hours after that, I will have another protein and a vegetable for dinner. So I've been doing that diet um, for several years, off and on, but I can just tell you that you know it's funny how sometimes we find things that work for us, we get in a a habit of doing them, and then for whatever reason, we just abandon that good routine that we've gotten in. And I've done that in the past, but I feel like I'm at my optimal performance in terms of my energy levels, my cognitive ability to think and my ability to um, work out and train when I am eating clean like that. And I would say that um, between exercise and clean eating, clean eating is probably 80% of the equation for me in looking healthy and um, feeling good and, and, and boosting my energy. And then 20% of that is exercise. And I love exercise. I think it's fantastic, but I I would say that eating clean is much more important to me than exercising. I can get away with doing very little um, cardio or weight training if I'm eating super clean. So when I stray away from my clean eating, it's really important that I dig into the exercise. Another thing that I try to do is I try to consume one gallon of water per day. And so I normally have those plastic water bottles that are about 16 ounces a piece. I think I think there's 16, 17 ounces. And I try to drink eight of those per day. What I found is that so that I'm not up all night, you know, having to run to the restroom to pee, I like to 
try to get those eight bottles of water in by about two o'clock in the afternoon or maybe three. So I drink really heavily in the mornings. Um, by 10 o'clock, I want to ha- have already knocked out, you know, five or six bottles of water. Um, and so that, that's what I do. You know, drinking a lot of water is good for your skin. Um, it's good for helping your, your body rid itself of toxins. And I've been drinking a gallon of water a day for many, many years, and it just works really well for me. Another thing I like to do is I like to manage interruptions. And, you know, a lot of the work that I've done over my career has been based on hourly billing. And so in order to hit my targets in terms of billable hours, I need to get a really good foundation. I need to get a couple of billable hours in first thing in the morning before anybody even arrives at my office. And that is what I I do. Um, I also throughout the day have production mode times where I tell my staff, do not interrupt me. And that involves, you know, putting a sign on my door saying that I'm in production mode, sending out an email to the staff, letting them know that I'm in production mode. If you let them come to you every time they've got a problem, you are enabling them to become dependent on you to make all of the decisions. And the truth of the matter is, if you want to scale your business, you can't make all of the decisions all the time. And so by making myself unavailable for a certain portion of the day, it forces my employees to think for themselves. And that's good for me, and it's good for them, um, and it's good for the business. So I have certain times that I will deal with interruptions. And that that involves the way that I communicate with my clients, but also with the employees as well. You know, interruptions can come from the outside or they can come from the inside of your organization. And for me, I really try to create boundaries with my clients and my employees because at the end of the day, the client wants me working on their case and given their case, it's you know my undivided attention. And in order to do that, I've got to block out distractions from all the other clients and from the court and from my employees and all of that. So you know, I've found I can get a lot more done by blocking out those interruptions and, um, you know, just focusing on the things that I think are important. So these are the 10 tips that help me to practice effective time management and to maximize my day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Go Big with Gib. If you haven't already, go follow us on social media at Gib Irons. We'll see you next time.